0: Hi, folks. This is Ryan F. Mandelbaum, and this is the second of two podcast pilots that I'm debuting on Science Line. So you don't need to listen to last week's episode if you want to understand what's going on this week. Unless, of course, you want to. All right. Thanks. Enjoy. Hi there, I'm Ryan Mandelbaum, and this is Weekly Wellness, where I unpack a central healthcare theme with the help of scientists and patients. I'll get you the information you need, I'll get it to you quickly, and as far as the peer review process can promise us, there won't be any quacks, so hopefully we'll also have a little fun along the way. Today I'm going to explore sleep and insomnia. Now scientists don't quite understand why we sleep, and yet we sleep anyway, every night for eight hours a night, at least most of us. Three out of ten Americans report at least one symptom of insomnia. Now, insomnia symptoms include difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep, waking up too early, or not feeling rested after a full night's sleep. Even worse, on average, insomniacs have higher medical expenses. And about 40% of insomnia patients have another psychiatric disorder, like depression or anxiety, that stinks. Now, scientists think that one of the main causes of insomnia is just everyday stress. If you think and stress a lot during the day, your thinking and your stressing might just keep you up at night. So with all of these wacky cures out there online, just Google sleep help. What can we actually do about this? And what if you don't want to take any medication? Well, one study actually found that in adults over 60, cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, offered a benefit. Now, cognitive behavioral therapy is... It's sort of like training in good sleep practice uh, with a few additional twists. That's Austin Fract. He's a blogger for The Incidental Economist and a columnist for The New York Times.
1: It's pretty obvious things, which you can deduce from your own experience, like, you know, you need to be in a dark, quiet environment where it's not too hot, not too cold. Don't watch TV right before bed. Don't do strenuous exercise right before bed. Uh, alcohol and caffeine are going to affect sleep. These are all most people, I think, fairly obvious and easy information to come by. I think what CBT does, it adds a little more, some structure, but also um, some more psychological assistance. For example, it teaches you that sort of negative thinking about sleep or really anything isn't helpful and can be very harmful.
0: After talking to his doctor, he took a five-week online CBT course for his insomnia, and it worked.
1: I mean, it didn't take long. It was within a week or two I started to see results. I was really pleased, really amazed.
0: Austin was doing his writing work late into the night. So as a part of the CBT, he was completely rearranging his day so that he'd do his work earlier and then move all of his slacking off to the nighttime.
1: You know, we spend time throughout the day that isn't all that productive, uh, whether it's spending time on Twitter or watching TV or videos or reading. And, and these are all fine recreational things to do. I'm not saying people shouldn't do them, but the point is, it's not that hard for me to find other ways to, uh, to be productive and kind of move that, that entertainment time to the end of the day when it's really valuable, not, not just to unwind, but it's not good to work right before bed. Austin
0: was clear that CBT won't work for everybody, but if you're willing to commit to a strict regimen, it might just be the treatment for you.
1: Your mind has just developed some really bad habits, but you're not even quite aware of how, how they work. So you kind of have to do it back to normal, a healthy pattern, and it takes a little time and some techniques, and it can work. Now, you know, maybe it won't work for everyone, but on average, it works, and it works better
2: than drugs.
0: Now, if you aren't the type who can do a six-week course in lifestyle change like Austin could, another option might simply be listening to music while you're trying to fall asleep. Another study found that adults with insomnia symptoms slept better when they were listening to music. Now, I asked the lead author, Kira Jesperson, from Aarhus University in Denmark, to explain to me why she thought that music had such a big effect on sleep. Music
3: can assist, like the lowering of arousal, the relaxation response in the body. This may um, promote sleep or may be a part of this uh, effect where we see an improvement of sleep. Music may improve sleep because of its distracting effects. And uh, many people report having difficulty sleeping because of ruminations of thoughts just going around and around and around and that they're not able to let go of. So music may be able to distract us from
0: these thoughts. A few things to note from this study was that all of the people reported their own insomnia on a questionnaire, so they weren't diagnosed by a doctor. Also, generally, it was the researchers who were supplying the music to them, not the patients who were bringing in the music. But still, I want to know, what kind of music were they listening to and what did it sound like?
3: The most important factor seems to be tempo, like a a relatively slow tempo. And experimental research also points to the importance of a relatively stable dynamic structure with no sudden loud sounds or not too many changes in the sound volume.
0: So basically, it's got to be slow without changing the volume too much. So where the heck am I supposed to find all this slow, boring, sleepy music? Well, thankfully, there are options. One radio station is called Sleep Radio. It's run by John Watson, a young retiree from New Zealand who broadcasts free of charge online 24 hours a day. John started the station to combat his own insomnia.
2: And then thought to myself, well, what can I do to um, help others who have the same problem?
0: And so Sleep Radio Online and the Sleep Radio smartphone app were born. Now to actually use it.
2: It's really simple. I mean, we've got a number of uh, sleeping tips on our website. Um, But the ideal situation is to uh, get as much peace and quiet into your room as possible. Making sure that your bed is made before you get into it is a great start. And uh, having a nice comfortable pillow. I can really only tell you what happens um, with me and, and how I listen in and I use our app. And the reason I use our app is because it has a built-in sleep timer because the last thing you want is your uh, smartphone or your tablet playing all night and then halfway through you find that it's got a flat battery. And so what the app does is allows you to preset the time that you want it to play, for example, an hour. And then after an hour, it'll just go into sleep mode and the, the app will switch itself off. In fact, last night... Um, I woke up at around one thirty in the morning and lay there. And I booted up my little tablet, stuck in my earplug, and lay on my side. And um, I think within about 5 or 10 minutes, um, I was back off to sleep again. So I immediately knew that I had to try it out.
0: So I'm here in bed. I'm going to uh, try out John's app. Let me press the play button. Set the sleep timer for... Th- 30 minutes, and uh, good night. Now, John had already warned me that the app wouldn't work for everyone, and I I don't think I saw much of a change. Well, Kira had previously actually published a paper where they tried playing music for folks who didn't have insomnia.
3: And in this study, we did not find any differences. So there were neither any beneficial effects if you didn't have sleep problems, but there were neither any negative effects.
0: So maybe I don't have insomnia, but if you're having trouble sleeping, might as well give it a shot. John's website is sleepradio.co.nz, but he left me with a warning.
2: Do not listen to sleep radio and drive your car because you will fall asleep.
0: So there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and sleep well. Special thanks to Austin Fracht, Kira Jesperson, and John Watson. If you're interested in Austin's work, you can find him at theincidentaleconomist.com, and Sleep Radio's website is, again, sleepradio.co.nz. Thanks again, folks.